Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Thanks for joining iSmart Podcast. On the show today, we have Sarah Pia. She is the founder of Springer Graphic Design. And that's that company is amazing because it's worked with um, companies like Arctic Summer, Homestead, Home Instead Senior Care, and the company Blue Luna Hair, which has gone on tour with JLo, used on the Savage X Fenty campaign, and been on TED Talks. She is also the founder of Goat Nail Liqueur, which is free from seven most common ingredients used in nail polish that can be harmful to your body as well as the planet. Sarah, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So you got a lot of things going on there. You got a graphic design company that has worked with many, um, you know, really great companies. Um, and then you also launched a nail polish, which is pretty amazing as well. And we'll go into both. But... Um, I kind of our listeners probably want to know, you know, where you're originally from. How you how, how did you get into business? Absolutely. So I'm from Massachusetts. Uh, I moved to San Diego about six years ago. Um, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I saw how things were. I worked for companies in the past, um, never in graphic design, just other things. And I was like, you know what? I would rather work for myself. So I figured out how to, gra- I visited, uh, I had a graphic design professor who gave us a project that said, do something you've never done before. So I came and visited my aunt in San Diego and I fell in love with San Diego. It was warmer and I saw so much opportunity for a graphic design business here. Yeah, I live here too. And it's amazing. <laughs> right? So much better. Like everything about it, the weather, the people, everything. So I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. So I just saw the opportunity over here to be so much more immense minus the cold. So it was the perfect situation. So I figured out how to graduate college a year early, um, took some extra classes, took some extra tests, and then graduated a year early, booked a one-way ticket a little a couple weeks later, and just came out here. And um, I did work full-time for another company for a couple of years in real estate because San Diego is super expensive and I was still you know, starting off. But one day I broke off the training wheels and it was all uphill from there. Fantastic. And so you've been over 10 years in graphic design working all these amazing companies, doing everything, you know, from I'm sure like initial larger, smaller projects to larger projects. How does it usually work with these companies? Are you just working on a project by project basis? Or, you know, I've heard of some other companies that charge like a monthly fee and you can get as much graphic design as you want. Like, how does it work? Definitely. So back in the day, I started when I started in Massachusetts, I was just getting leads from an ad agency. So every single time you'd see like a little post or a little it's called placemat on a table at a diner. Like I was doing all those little ads all over central Massachusetts. So I realized that that was an awesome opportunity, but at the same time, I wasn't working as personal clients. And that made me realize that I really wanted to work on a personal basis rather than just getting leads from an ad agency. So now most of my work comes from my referral. And 
I would say we have a huge portion of different types of clients. We have some clients that are on a monthly retainer um, just so they can get whatever they need super fast and always need something. We have some clients who are a project by project design, but standardly a client will come to us uh, needing branding for the most part. So they need to, a lot of, we get a lot of startups. So they'll need a logo and packaging and uh, social media presence, all that good stuff. And then we'll just take it from there and um, just kind of become a client for life. Because when you help someone kind of, you know, grow their child in a sense, their business, they're, you know, you're part of the family. So that way you get to know them, you get to know their business. And then when they need that postcard or flyer or website or whatever they need, um, you already know their brand and are experienced with how they like things. So it's super fast turnaround. So most of our clients, I would say a good 60 to 70% of our clients are always repeat. But we do have a lot of clients who just come in, you know, for one on one, one on one here and there. I mean, I would say uh, you're a graphic design artist. Like, if uh, for all of my graphic design artists that I've worked with over the years, it's almost like an addiction. You know, you work with one person and they like they get you almost. You know, it's true. um, And if and it once like you find that, you just never want to leave. You know, and like same thing with my car wash business, like we we have the same people like do the same cars over and over again they don't want to change they don't want a different person touching their car like exactly. they just it's very personalized it's very sensitive um so if you're good at and a lot of that i think is just being able to communicate and feel what the other person's trying to get you know designed and done and then execute it you know in a really great way in a timely manner and you know the less revisions the better i always like think with these kind of things because you can get it the first try right like congratulations you saved a ton of time um so be able to do that with your client really says a lot about you know the way you're able to communicate with um you know people in general it's amazing yeah it's true and by the way if you haven't tried his car wash business it is really good (laughs) yeah we say we say people a lot of time you know and when you're doing graphic design or anything else you know and, and this time it's all about saving time and um and just doing great things so Cool. So you, so you kind of just started to do it, you know, and then through that process of helping, you know, was it just like initially like friends and other people? And then you kind of went to companies or? No. So I, when I was in Massachusetts, I worked for the ad agency who would send me over leads. And then when I moved to San Diego, I kind of came here with no plan. I'm, I'm really big on just throwing out myself at stuff and seeing if I stick or not. Yeah. Um, so when I came to San Diego, I ended up working well, uh, for a real estate company. So I work at the front desk and I totally just used that as an opportunity to get as many leads as possible. So I was doing my front desk things. You know, I was doing my job very well, might I add. But um, at the same time, I was trying to get to know all the realtors and say, all right, how can I um, you know, do you guys need any postcards or this or that? So I would work at the front desk during the daytime. And at nighttime, I'd go home to my own computer and I'd turn around projects for them. And on my nice, lunch break, little side turned, hustle, I love it. Yeah, and then it turned into, and I was still doing Massachusetts clients at the same time. And then like, you know, on my lunch break, instead of going and eating a lunch or something, I'd go meet with a realtor in their office. So it meant I had a whole bunch of realtors to start, but it was awesome because those clients, like if you, I've sat there and tried to like build a tree once, so much of my client base is referrals. Those, you know, five really, you know, I had like a ton of clients back then, but there was like five that really stuck. And those recommended me to friends and their friends and their friends. And that's really what grew my base of my business and continues to always produce leads, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And you, you, you got to the point where you couldn't really handle everything. And then you started to hire other graphic designers to help with projects, right? No, I wish that was the case. Uh, I got to the point where I was working like 100 plus hours a week where I was just 
working nonstop. I'd eat my meals in front of the computer. I would be on the phone every time I was driving. It was like 24 seven. I stopped going out. I stopped doing things because I just was hustling. Right. Um, the goal was to eventually lose the full-time job. So then finally I said, you know what? I don't want to work a full-time job anymore. Cause I felt like I wasn't making as much money and wasn't doing uh, like my full potential. Cause I was like, you know, what? there's just so much untapped opportunity. So I gave my two weeks notice one day and just never looked back. And then I haven't hired people. I hired my first admin assistant about a little over a year ago. Um, she's still with us. And then I hired my first designer only about a month ago. So she was an intern and then my first intern. And then I hired her. She was just phenomenal. So now I'm finally getting used to that whole like delegating things. And I don't yeah. have everything. It on takes some time to get to that point where you feel comfortable enough to delegate. And it's something as sensitive as graphic design, right? Like. Yes it's such a sensitive thing that it's hard to let go of the reins and something like that. It took me years for the car wash thing. Cause I was like my client's note, like all my clients that I serviced every single week, you know, we were, we got to the same point where I was doing like over, you know, like a hundred hours a week. And, you know, I knew every little detail about any, every one of our clients and everything they wanted. So they were perfectly happy. Like the number one, like customer service, five-star reviews, like everywhere. Right. And then, you know, it got to the point where almost I was like burnt out where I was like, man, I just, I've been doing this. I, I, people's cars will like indefinitely be be dirty for like ever. So it's like, it would never end, you know? (laughs) And I'm like, I just can't do this until I'm like 50. Like, this is ridiculous. So I had to figure out how to delegate. Um, And then we created a partnership program and trained, did a lot of training. So how did you, were you able to do that with this new graphic designer? Like, how are you doing? I mean, it's only been a month, I guess, but. You know, how, how was like the training process with this new person? So I kind of just threw her in again. I mean, like I said before, I like to throw yourself at stuff and see if you stick. So mm-hmm. she's one of the, she's so, we're so much alike in so many ways. So she actually came to me from the Coronado um, School of Arts or something like, I think it's called. It's like a really good high school art program they have. And she reached out to me about a year ago. And we did an interview for a school project. Then last year she needed an internship. So I was like, all right, come here. That'd be awesome. So she kind of just got to actually start by just learning about the company and learning about me and how I run things and all that. So I didn't really have to train her because she did all the research for her school projects. And then when she got here, she, she does work better than a lot of people I know who have a college degree and has the work ethic and has the creativity and just gets it. It's, yeah, that's that's fantastic. She sounds like she's going to do really well um, for all of your clients and then give you that freedom to continue to work on this new business, which is pretty fantastic. Um, um, the goat, goat liqueur. What is what is this goat nail liqueur? And how did you even get into this whole process of like creating a nail polish, you know, that, you know, is free from harmful ingredients? So interesting. Definitely. So one of my, a large portion of my clients within the past couple of years has been the beauty industry. So it started off with Blue Luna. Um, and then she recommended me to some of her friends who own beauty companies like Anna Marty Cosmetics. She has an eyelash line um, and a few others. And so one of the major things is they say graphic designers are really good at trivia because you learn about everything. Whatever your clients is, you have to learn everything about it. So when I was learning about Blue Luna, I was learning about how gross a lot of the beauty industry is, how it has a lot of animal products and it has a lot of chemicals and things like that. And when I started using her hair products, my hair started being better. And I was like, wow, what else is in my beauty cabinet that probably has chemicals and is not good for me? 
So that's when I learned about the, um, the nail polish. I just did a ton of research. Um, I wanted a second business at the time. I owned a coffee shop for a little while and I hate morning and I hate coffee. So it was just like a terrible combination for the entire time. <laughs> so it was just, it was, that's a whole nother thing. Hate morning and hate coffee. <laughs> yeah. It was like one of those. Kind of I'm like the same. Around. I'm like the worst person when I wake up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like pissed off when I wake up. I'm like, why am I even, why am I awake right now? I'd rather go back exactly. to sleep. Exactly. To make, you know, minimal money at a little coffee stand. It was just, it was awful. Um, but at the same time, that's when I was like, all right, so this isn't going to work. Um, and whatever, it kind of just fell on my lap, but that's beside the point, I guess. But, um, after learning more and more about it, I just went and I said, all right, I'm going to research the best uh, colorists and chemists and bottlers and all that. And I'm just going to create my own line because this is something that I'm actually interested in, um, that doesn't require coffee or anything like that. So time to move forward with that. So it was a really neat experience and I learned so much more. What was the development process look, look like, like for something like that? So it was a lot of research. So first you have to research all the companies that create nail polish and especially uh, because I had such strict criteria where it had to be vegan, it had to be seven free, it had to be cruelty free. Um, So that minimized my options a whole bunch. Uh, And then when we get to that point, I get a whole bunch of samples. So I just sit there painting nail by nail and a whole bunch of different samples. And I talk about the consistency that I like about them and to do, you know, important things like consistency and the brush and the bottle. And so you want to have it feel right, but at the same time, it needs to be a good product, how fast it dries. Um, and then it got to the point where my husband and I went to the, to the factory. We sat in this room with just colors everywhere, thousands and thousands of colors. And we just went through and we, you know, you'd say things like, okay, I really like this one, but I wish there was more of a purple tint or this or that. And my husband's rugged. Like he's not a nail painter or any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I had him sitting there. I don't know how much I would like that little experience. I'd be right? like, uh, <laughs> but it whatever works. Right? Just do it. <laughs> it happened. But it was so cool because he learned about the research and all that, all the cool stuff behind it. We had like literally hundreds of plastic nail, like they come in like these circles, um, these wheels. And he's sitting there with like, I'm just like passing them colors. He's painting them as fast as he can go. And we're just trying to see every color. Um, of the consistency that we like. So it was such a neat process. So, and then every single time that we create something new, we go through the same process where we test everything about it to make sure it's good. So I test everything a good six months to a year before I let it go out to the public. Very cool. And so this is launched currently? Yeah. So I launched it May 10th last year. Um, And since then we've we started off with 10 original colors. Um, We, then we did another five colors and then we got into hand sanitizer um, during the pandemic. So that was kind of a you got into hand sanitizer. Yeah. So there's goat nail lacquer, uh, hand sanitizer now as well, because I wanted to make sure that there was hand sanitizers out there, um, that were cruelty free and vegan and somewhat chemically con- uh, conscious as you can with a uh, hand sanitizer. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. So I wanted to do our best. So when we had that opportunity, um, we said, all right, let's run with it. So that was a whole nother neat experience that we were about to pick up another, like, 5,000 boxes next week. So just been crazy. Love it. Um, so, you know, what, the last thing we like to talk about the show, uh, is, you know, obviously you have a couple different ways you've created revenue, like, you know, over the past. And I think one important piece is, you know, being able to delegate like, you know, your tasks with your first company that everyone loves you on. Right. And yeah. then it gives you the time to be able to go in and, you know, start developing another company and put more effort. And then it kind of rolls into like a third and a fourth and a fifth. Right. Um, but my, one of our questions is like how, you know, you've been able to, you know, the 2020 year word of the year is like pivot 
pivot like during this time i know that you've launched the sanitizing product um you know with goat goat and liqueur so is there anything else that you've been able to do like the graphic designers have you changed anything have you lost clients and have been get new clients like what changes have, have you done so it's been interesting because I have had some clients who kind of had to just take a break from everything because of the circumstances. And that's totally understandable. Um, but I've had probably more clients come to me and say, all right, we've been meaning to get on the digital front for a long time. So what can we do to like, I have a vegan food truck out of um, like Los Angeles area. And they, we built them an entire online platform where they can have people order ahead um, so that way, instead of waiting in line and, you know, not being a safe, they can just go order ahead and show up and grab their food and go and pay in it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of clients who have had time that they haven't had before because, uh, things were shut down and whatnot. So they came to me and said, Hey, Sarah, we finally have this project. We finally had time to work on this new idea or, uh, you know, with the funding and stuff that came out or they were able to have funding for a new project or things like that. So it was really interesting because I feel like it's been such a neat creative period for so many people where they're really ready to pivot and they're ready to embrace new ideas. So it's actually been a really interesting and creative time for me. So we really haven't slowed down at all. That's good to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like, you know, the goat, the, the goat nail liqueur hasn't slowed down at all either. Again, like this whole process people are probably more concerned about, you know, um, healthy products, especially in like, you know, uh, you know, concerned or, or, or unsettling times, right? Like you want to make sure that you're staying as healthy as possible. Um, and graphic design is not going to go anywhere, <laughs> you know, at all, yeah. no matter what, I think it's a very, very stable, you know, business to be in. So that's fantastic. Yeah, um, that's cool. So, you know, I, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of good things I mean that you guys are doing and, um, you know, later on, and hopefully we can have you on the show a little bit later on this year. Uh, what's your what's your what's your focus on the end of the year? What are you what are you looking to do, or how are you looking to scale and grow? I mean, I'm just looking. We've done so much growth. I feel like during coronavirus, um, just kind of creating new systems and with the new hire, um, and just kind of changing up. We've done a lot of um, expressing what we do lately. Cause I used to just be kind of silent and work behind the scenes a whole bunch, and then mm-hmm. lately it wasn't until recently where I started trying to do more podcasts and. Uh, do more videos on social media and things like that. And the more I'm doing that, the more clients are coming um, from my own database, as well as friends of friends and friends of clients and things like that. So I do project a lot of growth because I'm finally talking about it. So instead of just people knowing that I'm a graphic designer, which a lot of people know, they're actually seeing the work and everything that goes on behind the scenes and it's inspiring them to uh, move forward with their own projects or to get started. So um, I think so right now you're looking just that. to continue to do more of that, like yeah. more, more yes. video production, you know, more, more podcasts, more things. And we can definitely open that process. I mean, you're right on, you're right on track. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Honestly, I had a business coach, um, like about, I did a four week program about two weeks or just ended about a week or two ago. And that's what we started doing there. And just the scale and growth. I mean, we're, we've been growing with so so steadily since I first started, like it just every single year, like I just did my taxes and I'm like, wow, like everything just keeps on growing, which is such a phenomenal feeling. But, um, and able to grow there during this time is even more, um, yeah. more and more important. It's weird that we're, we're doing the same. We've continued to grow even during this time. And I mean, it's encouraging. It's encouraging that, you know, even during something as crazy as this, you can, you can keep on growing and scaling. I think it's if you focus on you know goals and you're just you know you drive down and you you implement things like new projects and 
new, new, new products, um, you know, new partnerships and continue to, you know, get yourself online. You know, there's no reason that you can't, you know, continue to scale. Definitely. And it's one of the, I talked to uh, one of my business mentors and I am always trying to read and research, but someone who I know pretty close, one of the best pieces of advice I got are sometimes you just need to grow slow, especially in the marketing world. You see so many marketing companies come out. They're like, I'm making millions of dollars. I'm doing so much stuff. And you see them on every single Facebook ad, like leaning on their Lamborghini and stuff like that. Um, it's tacky, but anyways, um, you see that so fast and then you never see them ever again because all of a sudden they have something that shuts down their business or they weren't growing with their technology. So they are doing something that doesn't produce leads anymore. That doesn't help clients anymore. So it's so important to grow and scale with the technology and always be learning or else you're going to not be able to, you know, if you only have one business model, then you're never going to be able to expand because there's always a new technology or a new thing or, um, you know, so would that be like your that. advice for other entrepreneurs that are listening in 2020? Absolutely. Just always see what's ahead and don't, you know, try to stay with the basic ideals. You know, there's always going to be certain things that society needs. So stay with that. But at the same time, when it comes to technology and processing uh, processes, always be looking at what's next, because, you know, if you're really good at MySpace marketing, that's not going to do you very good these days, you know, like that's <laughs> no. not the best example, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. That, that, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal advice. I really appreciate it, Sarah. And so are our listeners. So how, how do people get a hold of you if they want to connect with you either for the graphic design um, thing or, or also, you know, with, uh, with goat nail liqueur, like how do they, how do they, how do they get that nail polish? Absolutely. So my, my Instagram is Sarah.e.pia. Um, it's a new Instagram name cause I got married. So I'm still getting used to that P-I-H-A. one. P-I-H-A. Yep. And then Sarah with an H. Um, so then, and then they can email me Sarah at springergraphicdesign.com. Um, I do have a website, you know how like the cobbler's children has no shoes. Like I hate my website for both goat and my business right now. And I think I'm just going to rehaul them because I hate them. But, um, okay. I do have goatnailacker.com and springergraphicdesign.com. There are no example of my work. It's just an example of I throw my own stuff together because I'd rather work on my client's stuff. But <laughs> Love it. there. Um, and then I'm just on 858-395-1400 is my phone number. If Boom, shoot her a text. So you've got that community, that community uh, text exactly. thing. She has 3 so million people texting all the time. And just, she oh she doesn't respond to anyone just like all the other celebrities do. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I always think it's so important to just be able to text someone because there's been so many times that, you know, you have a good idea and you're like, oh, I don't feel like talking to someone on the phone. I don't feel like, oh, like just, you know, hey, I need the graphic design website. And I have so many leads come in like that because sometimes people just, you know, want to shoot out an idea, but they don't want to have the full conversation. They just want to say, hey, is this possible? And go from there. Yeah. Reach out to Sarah, guys. I mean, it sounds like you've been extremely successful in San Diego and San Diego is not a super easy market. People have very high standards here. So I'm sure you do very phenomenal work. Hey, thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show. Thank um, you so much. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on a little bit later on this year and see how everything is going. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay. Right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? 
we'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.